Hey everybody, welcome to the Climbing Sycamores podcast, uh, where we look at today's topics to get a better view of Christianity. I'm Annie Beagie, and I'm joined by my friends Ben Sadler and Matt Harbach. Okay, welcome. Here we are. Well, there's been a lot going on, and we thought we would take on the big topic that's going on right Gas. now. At four dollars and twenty nine cents a gallon. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> that is a that is the Oof. big issue. But uh, the other very important issue, I mean, it's just a kind of landmark watershed moment, uh, is the Roe v. Wade um, overturning. And and so I don't know who wants to go first. By the time this comes out, a lot of these details will be changed. But basically, what we know right now is there was an opinion article. Uh, that was leaked, uh, written by Justice Samuel Alito, and uh, there's majority uh, um, backing for it, and uh, and so there, there could the the Roe v. Wade could be overturned and then be handed back over to the states, and this is after 49 years of it being a, a basically a constitutional right to abortion uh, to put it back in the hands of the states is a landmark watershed moment in our history. So we thought we'd open up the can of worms and talk about the different sides of this debate and then hopefully get back to what God's word has to say. So what are you thinking, Annie? You have a lot on your mind. This is a can- this is definitely a can of worms. Um, I don't even really know where to begin. I, you know, we have obviously the two camps, the pro-life and the pro-choice. Um, and depending on how you want to categorize them, right? Sometimes it's uh, pro-abortion, sometimes right. it's, yeah, all, right. anti-abortion, depending on how you want to label them, right? Yeah, and I I guess I don't really like those labels because I almost feel in some way that I fall into both hmm. categories. I, I, I don't know how I feel about the government telling people what to do, per se, Okay, but I'm also definitely pro-life. I mm-hmm. believe that life begins at conception. I believe that, you know, there's scientific evidence to suggest that, Um you know, we can get into all that, but I, so I, I feel in some ways that I fall kind of into both, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So it sounds like though you were saying that you've had a lot of conversation with your friends. Could you, what are those conversations sound like, or what are some of the, the different sides that you hear people sure. talking about? So some, uh, some arguments I've heard, um, people are very afraid that, um, if we, if, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, that there will be a lot of back alley abortions that are not okay. safe, that people are going to get them regardless, and they won't be in a controlled environment. Um, I've heard an argument like, well, what about a person who is, when we talk about like, you know, w- what constitutes life? Um, I've heard the argument, well, what about somebody who is brain dead and on life support mm-hmm. versus um, a, a baby in the womb? Um I don't know. I don't even know where to begin. Somebody else direct this because I literally like there's just so much to say and I don't even know how to quite articulate it. Yeah, no. Well, I think the the historically, I mean, that the Christian church as a whole uh, has looked at this as to be pretty clear that uh, that life begins at conception. There's quite a few verses that talk about that. Uh, Psalm 139. Um, talking about how God knit us together in our mother's womb, um, how we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and then all the verses that really point to um, we're made in the image of God. And then in Genesis chapter 9, it talks about not shedding the, the, li- the, the, the life of a human being, not because of their utility or their ability or their value or how many brainwaves are firing, but because they're made in God's image. Um, and so... But then that, then that brings up okay. Well, what about all these other sides? You know, what if it's there's incest? What if there's it's a case of rape? What if it's a case of, um, yeah, is this going to cause back alley abortions? Um, so, and then there, there's a there's a focus on if we keep focused on the mother, um, you know, the mother has the right to do what what she wants with her body. You know, who who's to tell? You know, my body, my choice is something that's been said. Uh, so I want to hopefully accurately talk about both sides, but at the end of the day, for me, is is this a life? And if this is a life, um, if it's outside of the womb or inside of the womb, who gets to take 
to to I mean it's it's not letting things just go. It's I mean you're there's it's a violent process of of really crushing a skull or 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 you know using chemicals, doing different things to actually end this life. Now that brings up the whole other side. There's a lot. Sorry, you I want know me to keep going. No, I mean there's a ton. That's why it's so stop hard me. To... Stop me when you want. But then you know, I think then how does the church? The other question is how does the church minister to people? If you actually call this a sin, if you actually call it murder, if you actually use those words, then there's a whole host of people that we need to minister to as to how to how to deal with and and respond to this feeling that that you know many women have if they've they've gone through this process is the incredible amount of guilt and trauma. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, and then there's the, the, and they've lots of times they were put in situations where, uh, you know, a a parent or a father figure or a mentor, someone they cared about, you know, almost forced them into the situation, paid for it. Um, you know, didn't give them any other choice, told them that this is going to be better. And, you know, a lot of times this happens, you know, somebody's young and doesn't, can't really think about what's all going to happen or what, what, what this all means and just wants to have it, done with. Um, and so how do we minister to those people? I think that's a, a, a much bigger issue. And just saying, well, let's let's allow and support all people who want to have abortions doesn't take away all that guilt and shame. And and so... Right. Does well, that, oh. There's a lot. Yeah, you have something? Okay. So I think part, part of the problem here and when we're dealing with this is that not everybody takes the Bible as truth right so we as christians say yes i'm fearfully and wonderfully made i was in my mother's womb and all these things but how do you explain that to somebody who doesn't believe in the bible so it's kind of like for me i feel like i've had to kind of try to take a more scientific approach you know fingerprints at this point heartbeat at this point Mm -hmm. um you know when, when you announce that your your wife is pregnant you say you're having a baby right right like you you say these things like yeah. You know, and and so that's kind of been my argument to people who um, refuse to kind of take a stance on you know when life begins and sure. um, and and I guess going back to my being pro-choice, I'm like, yeah, you can do it, but let's let's call it what it is. Yeah. I mean, we don't get to just kind of sugarcoat the fact that it's it's taking a life. You can do it, you yeah. can do it, but call it what it is. It's murder. Yeah, and and then what do you? I guess the, the reason I, I think we can still, you know, just declare what we believe, even if somebody doesn't believe the Bible. Um, and it's not bad to use reason and scientific argument. I think that can be really helpful. You know, look at it. I, I still remember our daughter Shelby uh, when we saw the first ultrasound, and she's like the size of a peanut, and she's rolling around inside of Emily, and just that. I was such an emotional moment. Um, that it kind of just I can remember where I was and 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 all those things, um. So so there I think that I think there's been studies that have shown that if you do see an ultrasound, you know you're less likely to have an abortion because it becomes real. And all these different terms we use, fetus, uh, pro-choice, my body, my choice. I, I feel like all these terms are used to get away from what you just said. This is a baby, um, but. But then, you know, how do we have compassion? How do we talk about the reality that the three most prolific writers in the Bible um, had one thing in common? They were all murderers, uh, Moses, David, and the Apostle Paul. And so I, I do think the Bible does have—without the Bible, there is no there is no human rights. So if you want to use human rights, you're not going to get that from Darwinian evolution uh, because we're just matter that's kind of put together. And so— if you want to take the Bible off the table, then you also have to take terms like human rights off the table because there's nothing unique about humans. Uh, so I think be consistent, I guess. But if you do want to at least let me tell you what I believe, I would say that, yeah, I believe that we're created. I believe that that humans are creating God's image and that he's given us uh, important and valuable, um, given us value, and that, that life should be protected at both ends of the spectrum and that our value does not come from our utility, our ability, what what we can produce or do. Um, It's because of, because of who we're made by. So yeah, it is, it is a challenging thing. Um, I just, I don't know how to talk about life without bringing in my faith, I guess. Matt, what do you think? You still thinking? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I have a couple different directions I could go on this. (laughs) Um, 
I guess one place to start is I I've never understood the argument that it's like that that it's not a person or that that it can't be murder or something like whatever that is and and I've seen to to me when I when I see people post about it not when they're actually talking about it in a legal sense mm-hmm. but when they're referencing abortion in any other way or, or if people are are making jokes about it or there's comedians or just people like making videos it it's like everybody kind of knows that's the gist i get like everybody knows and they'll say things like like you know someone had a bunch of abortions it's like wow like you're you're gonna go to hell for that or that's definitely wrong or wow you just murdered somebody right um it, it to me everybody knows it's only when we try to make it like a legal issue or an issue of choice that people start to really dice it up. They say, well, technically speaking, it's not a human being because it's not born yet or because it doesn't develop these organs yet. And so that makes it just a fetus. And that's just... Well, so one thing that you and I had talked about a while back, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that you said, Matt, was like, you know how like when people have... And this goes to your point of saying like people kind of know it's not right because... Um, when people have a medical procedure done, they are like ready, willing and able to tell you all about their appendix, you know, their mm-hmm. appendectomy or whatever. You know, I was in the hospital all night, you know, with my appendix and right. they're, they're so ready and willing to talk about, you know, the mm-hmm. scar tissue removed from their knee and their knee surgery. And but you don't really hear people on Facebook or anywhere else really just being like, oh, man, yeah. that was a grueling abortion I had, you know, because. Mm-hmm. I feel like they and you brought that up and I thought that was just really poignant to say because mm-hmm. and insightful. And I think that's the, the other gift that we can find in God's word is the natural knowledge of God that we all have this conscience that that whether we want to acknowledge the Bible or not, we all have this the law written on our hearts. We know we know instinctively. No one told us. It's outside of us that we know. Um, so I guess. I want to be careful too. If make sure we're we're accurately describing the other side to this, um, and and I, I think again, I think the other side are when people are put in very tough situations where they don't see a way out. That's usually what it is. I, you know, I don't see a way out. Desperation. I can't, desperation. I, I don't think. Yeah, anyone. I don't think this is a planned thing. Like I'm planning to get pregnant. I'm planning to terminate the pregnancy and and, and end this life. It's always out of desperation. Um, so how do we how do we help people who are put in you know this psychological desperate desperate situation? Um, I just I'm so moved by the pregnancy centers who do everything they can to support these mothers. Um, also. Let's also talk about the person who lots of times runs away from this is that there had to be a man involved some, somewhere along the line. Uh, where is where is that person who, who needs to step up and be there to support? Um, lots of times it's the, the, the guy who's encouraging or demanding an abortion as well. And so how do we have compassion for these people who've been through? N- nobody wanted this to happen. I guess that's the big thing. Um, and that's what's so clouding the situation is that, like you were saying, Matt, in the all the legal jargon, is that it's clouding that this is a person who's in a very hard situation that made this decision that I think almost always regrets, and um, and that's what we have to always keep in mind too. Yeah, it's pretty powerful that after forty nine years, I and I don't know, is it fifty million abortions in forty nine years, something like that? Something like that. I, th- I read, I think, 60, but yeah. Okay. See, I mean, a lot. <laughs> Millions, right? A lot. That this would be overturned. Um, that's that's just crazy to me that in our lifetime we, we, we might see that. And, and for me, I think it's, thankfully, I, I, I don't think there, I pray that there's not another abortion. Um, yeah. Well, even, even, you know, we talk about like the, yes, I'm sure it's not an easy decision, Um and I'm sure that people are feeling desperate and hopeless, but even Norma McCorvey, who is Jane Rowe, mm-hmm. um, she was in a situation. I was kind of reading a little bit about her and she had had two children, but was involved in a lot of, um, just, she had kind of a tumultuous childhood, mm-hmm. um, ran away at the age of 10, 
um, was really into drugs. And so I think by the time she got pregnant with her third child, which is, is the row baby, the one mm-hmm. in question here, um, she was in Texas and the law was, uh, she was not able to get an abortion based on the Texas law. And so she went to a clinic, um, and saw the conditions in the clinic. It was kind mm. of a back alley type yeah. situation and she did not go through with the abortion. Mm-hmm. So she ended up having this mm-hmm. third child. Um, but she would seem to be kind of in that, that kind of desperate, you know, drug induced, like, mm-hmm. you know, just poverty stricken, mm-hmm. um, situation where that was kind of like, an, that was her option mm-hmm. to take. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, when she had this, the row baby, she, um, was working with an adoption attorney who kind of referred her to these two mm-hmm. other attorneys who were looking to kind of over like overhaul the abortion law. Yeah. And so they kind of got connected that way. And so that's, that's kind of how she became the spokesperson for, wow. um, and then, and then she actually later in like the mid nineties, she, uh, became a Christian became pro-life and, and wow. fought a lot of, uh, you know, was advocating for, for, pro-life movement for until she died in like 2017 wow so that's powerful it's fascinating i mean and then the other side i don't know how much you've studied um the start of planned parenthood oh i guess so i could talk all day about that i've got you know many notes so what want to give a little brief his i mean that's that's a whole nother story about really racism beginnings eugenics, and yeah. eugenics wanting to get rid of basically african-american race yes. i mean she margaret uh sanger was the founder and she kind of had people put into two categories fit and unfit and then there were like two subcategories of the unfit there was like mental she says mental defectives epileptics morons is her you know and then so that was one class of the unfit and then the other class was like the paupers the dopers the prostitutes the criminals the unemployed the illiterates and she actually suggested that these this category of the unfit be moved to a farm or a camp of sorts of sorts you know Mm -hmm. to live um and so she also cited minorities as being lesser developed and therefore unable to control their sexual urges which you know Mm -hmm. procreation and things like that so yeah that was that's how Planned Parenthood got its start and if you if you look at it from maybe a a Darwinian worldview it makes sense you know survival the fittest Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing special about human beings and we all know instinctively this is wrong. Uh, and so that's why I just think that without God's word, without that biblical idea that human beings of all races, backgrounds, that there's actually only one human race. There's not many races. There's one race that, and different you know, shades of melatonin in our or melanin, melanin, not <laughs> melanin. melatonin, melanin in our skin. There's my, there's my, there's the gaff gaff for the, for the day. Uh, you know, th- that's, that's what makes us different. And yeah, we have different cultures and backgrounds, but, but we're human beings. And if you have this Darwinian idea of how we came to be, you know, we all came at different sp- times We're we're different levels of, of progress and, and some are holding back the, the progress of, of the human race. Then this makes total sense. Eugenics makes total sense. Uh, let's pr- make the good genes prosper. But man, we all know deep down, like you were saying, and so many of this is, it's, it's all instinctive. We really don't need to argue about this, whether mm-hmm. it's right or wrong. Um, what I always loved was the example, uh, the previous, the lead pastor, the, the founding pastor of our congregation here at Victory was Ben Kurth. And I remember um, there was somebody I was working with that she was contemplating an abortion and she actually ended up having an abortion in a really messy situation. I didn't know how to help this person. And Ben Kurth just said, I'll take it. <laughs> and he always mm-hmm. did. And you know that that and I I said the same thing to this woman and I think that would just be continue to be the witness of the Christian church if any time somebody said I think I I don't think I can have this baby we would say I'll take it and we find a way to make it make it work. And he did. I mean, he continues to they continue to adopt children and and um that's what the early Christian church did. That's what made them different from the Romans. The Romans would expose children they didn't want and leave them out, uh, practice infanticide if it wasn't, you know, not 
wasn't a male or it wasn't a child that they wanted. And it was the Christians who would pick up these children out of the river or out of the streets, and they started orphanages. And that's, I think, we need to reestablish ourselves as people who are ready to make these sacrifices. So I like that take on it. I, yeah, I think that's that's good. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope that I continue to have that response, uh, that if a child is in danger or a woman, a mother needs help, that we would make some sacrifices to support these people in very distressed situations. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So um, I've seen a couple of things because people, I've seen people post all over and uh, all kinds of, all kinds of slogans and things. Um, I'll, I'll just go, I'll just pick a couple and we can kind of talk about them. Um, I think like the biggest one is, is my body, my choice. Um, it's the woman's body. It's her right. And I feel like that comes packaged with this idea that there's a man somewhere that's trying to control a woman's body. Mm-hmm. It's a very gendered issue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, well, we'll start with that one. What um, responses? Well, that was. Go ahead. You go first. I would say that was born out of I think the Fourteenth Amendment, where it came from, like the right to privacy, which I'm still not totally clear how privacy and this choice is like related. I can't quite make the connection, but that's kind of where it came from. Hmm. Um, so it was determined that basically that that Fourteenth Amendment was where they derive the uh, precedent to, you know, have Roe v. Wade. Um, and I guess that the, with that slogan, you know, there's another body that's involved here. My body, my choice. It's what about the one who doesn't get to have a choice? You know, our our job as human beings is to take care of those who can't take care of themselves. And that is seen most clearly in children when that child is born. And now the, the technology that we have to be able to save lives and preserve premature births, you know, you know, babies are being born 25 weeks, 25 weeks. weeks. Yeah. These, these, and so, um, and then we give them a birth certificate and a social security number and, you know, they're separate from, from the mother. So I think that's, again, I think that's just, uh, man, talking points to, 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 to say something and and then move on. I don't think that was really thought out. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, and it doesn't address. It doesn't address. It's ang. It's you know, it's an angry sentiment. Yeah. It's like you're trying to control me, but it doesn't address. It doesn't ever address the fact that that maybe just maybe that's a person in there. Right. Um, another one I've seen, which was just baffling, was like. Um since Roe v. Wade, actually, abortions have been declining each year. There used to be more. I'm like, so what? What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> so is that, is that is that the argument that if we control it, it will be, it will have less of them? I don't know. I, I just, I saw a graph and yeah. someone posted that and that was supposed to be part of their their stand up for rights and I was like well what does that have to do with anything I've seen I feel like a lot of conflicting statistics like NPR says one thing and then you know about maybe about like who is the the uh primary demographic of of abortions or of oh the, that's my next one okay well we okay we can get there but I feel like I'm hearing conflicting things sure. like NPR says one thing and then this other article says something else and and they can't seem to quite get their age ranges right or their you know, uh, one one said sixty um, percent of of abortions are um, used by by people by women who have already had a child. Yeah. Whereas this other article was saying, no, it's basically a lot. It's just their first. You know, so I, I don't even know like what to believe statistically anymore. Like, mm. so ninety yeah. percent of statistics are made up on the spot. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. I like it. <laughs> the. The other one I saw, which was which is the most biggest head scratcher, um, somebody posted outlawing Roe v. Wade or overturning Roe v. Wade would disproportionately affect the African American community. Dot dot dot. Ergo, it's racist. Okay. To outlaw, mm-hmm. which is you were kind of saying that, but basically you're saying. 
if you did the if you did this you would be you would be negative more negatively affecting the african-american community and therefore and therefore it would be racist to do that so you you can't do that yeah and and that is all dodging the the question right you know about is this a is this a child you know so as a pastor, I think my heart is, you know, I want to speak to anyone who's listening, who knows somebody or, you know, or still holding on to this secret that they had this abortion and, you know, they see these headlines and now, you know, it's put back in their face and they're triggered again as how could I've done this? Uh, will God ever forgive me? And, you know, to speak to a pastor, that is why we are here. Um, and also somebody who's maybe considering an abortion, you know, I want to be the guy like Ben Kurth that say, we'll take it, you know, we'll, we'll do everything we can to help you. Um, and I just would encourage our congregation and other Christians to follow in those kinds of, that kind of compassion, um, do everything we can to stop as many abortions and then do everything we can to encourage, uh, with the gospel, those who've, who are plagued with guilt and shame. Um, because man, these headlines have to just be so hard to see over and over again, and and the the weak arguments that you are you're bringing up. There's there's one that that you really don't have to take seriously, but I saw somewhere that um, women say that that outlawing abortions would ruin hookup culture for them. <laughs> yes, and good is all I have to yeah. say. Oh. I. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so oh. one of my children who will remain nameless just said, <laughs> Dad, then just don't do it, right? Is that is that this whole thing? And I'm like, yeah, it's more complicated than that, buddy. But uh, <laughs> so now I know who it was. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. It's the boy one. <laughs> yeah. So I, I but I, I think we just have to, again, uh, man, I do think God's word is the best answer to this. And I, I I don't know anywhere else you're going to find a clear definition of what a human being is, uh, what the rights of a human being are, the value of a human being, what to do with guilt and shame if, if you've gone through this process. Like, where else are you going to turn? Um, yeah, NPR is not going to answer this problem, and, and, and making it legal doesn't make it take away the guilt and the shame. But, but you know, people can more easily reconcile if they have a lot of support from other people. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that's a big part of it sure. is trying to make it seem like it's okay more so than it's uh, to me, it's not really a legal issue. Mm-hmm. It's, can I actually like rally enough support so that I feel okay Justified. spiritually doing right. this? Right. Right. Do you guys have any other solutions or answers? I mean, I think we all agree that this is not good there, and not true how can we help what 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 do you think um do you really think it's going to cause more back alley abortions do you think that's a legitimate concern and if it, it does that still i mean it's kind of like saying you know if we outlaw alcohol prohibition i think that's the logic there yeah then people just make it in their bathtubs and people just make it do in it the anyway. toilet and they'll and, yeah. and they'll smuggle it right Man, I just, but alcohol is not taking a life, right? Mm. You know, I, I think, is, well, is it? Well, it's taking the life of your brain cells. Sure. And, 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 and abortion is taking the life of, of other you, cells. Yeah. I, I, I just, I think those are, that's a bad comparison, right? That, that's a, uh, that, that's something that is socially, um, you know, that you could actually say God made, the, you know, wine and, and all these kinds of things that we can enjoy, uh, and within reason. And yeah, some people really struggle with it, but there's not nothing morally wrong with drinking. Mm-hmm. There, there's something morally wrong with taking a life. And I, I think that's what, that's what the confusing thing, if you don't have any definition of a human being, if you don't have a definition of, of morality, you know, you can make up all sorts of different arguments. And I think that's where we're at. I think that's why this is such a powerful and controversial um, topic, because if you don't have any basis for what a human being is, all it is is who shouts the loudest and and can come up with some of these slogans and punchlines. That is the other argument that we didn't address, although I I did bring it up a couple weeks ago. Um, 
is uh um so what what if someone someone what if someone does admit that a child is a human being that the baby is a human being um and says then it's still okay to murder the, the 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 lines are the lines are more like there's people who think that euthanasia should be legal sure and they say well that person's just suffering and you know this is this comes out of obviously a uh probably evolutionary or atheistic worldview mm-hmm. uh, it's like there's nothing sacred about you per se mm-hmm. um you're not really distinct from other life forms mm-hmm. if you're in a lot of pain you should be allowed to end your own suffering yeah and and then there's lots of arguments there about when the the mother the, the life of the mother is threatened and yeah. and that sort of thing and it's like well, yeah, it's really important we save one life, but we, we're losing another one or something like that. So, I get the argument, the and you know, I, to be honest, I, I, I could, I could uh, see how you get there if you, if, if, if we really are random. There's no, there's, there's no intentionality of how we got here. There's no real ultimate purpose, and there, and when you're dead, you're, you're gone. It's like you know, blowing out of a candle, it's gone. Um, then why not get rid of yourself? Anytime you have any kind of discomfort, I think um, that's the the incredible. That's why we do need theology, uh, because if you don't have that, why why go on? Life's too hard, and it and it doesn't seem to matter. But if you do have um, a purpose, man, we we exalt. We don't exalt the one who gives up on life and takes their own life. We don't exalt them in society. We, we say they gave up. And we, what we make movies about and, and, and the people we look up to and we want to emulate are those who face really hard things and they overcame them. Um, because deep down, the part of that natural knowledge is we all know that we're mm-hmm. created. We all know that we have a purpose. We all know that this is not it. Uh, and, and we have to work really hard to deny that. And to me, that just seems so obvious. And I think for most people, what do you, what's obvious? Well, th- I think it's obvious what you what you just said. Like, like in the stories we read, or in in real life stories, or fictional stories, like the hero is the one that that keeps going. Yeah. Right. And we don't say, well, it was really tough, uh, so they committed suicide, and that was their choice. It's a draw. Right. Like mm-hmm. no, like that's like. We all know that we root for the person who struggles through it and, yeah. and persists, right? You know, and um, I and I think people just, I think people just know that's. Just, but you can't you can't use that as an argument. You can't your argument can't be well. You it's in you know because the person will just say no, I don't. And you're making that up. But I think you can tap into it. I think mm-hmm. you can ask questions like, do you, do you really think that's true? And ask those questions and and have them justify it. Um, yeah, and, and I think that's what we need to continue to help people see that life, life has meaning, life has purpose, even, okay, this child that, that maybe you're going to put up for adoption or, or maybe you're going to try to raise yourself doing that hard thing of, yeah, letting this child upend your life that maybe, yeah, maybe college isn't going to happen now, or maybe your, your whole life is going to be different now because of this child, but you know what? That's worth it. That, that hard thing that you're going to have to give yourself to is going to be worth it. And it's going to be really hard. And maybe it's life is not going to go the way you, you, you want. Uh, but this is not the answer to take. This life is not the answer. There, there are other options. So that's what I think is another thing that that's too bad is that the pro-abortion camp doesn't even want to talk about other options. All the families who are longing to have children who don't have children are waiting, you know, and there's, it's so much easier to go um, adopt children from other countries. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, but there's so much red tape in our own country. And so I just, that's what I wish we we talk about is, is the reality that there, there's so many other options. Yeah. But I, I do think we can tap into natural knowledge. I, I don't think we have to always make an airtight argument. I think we can ask a lot of questions, and I think as believers, we can know that we're we have an ally on the inside of that other person. We got we got someone inside of them that's that that they they have to listen to called their conscience that is that is speaking to them. And you know, I've, I've talked with people who've who've had abortions, and they they find some way to reason it out. Like, I, 
I had these two abortions, but now God gave me two new kids. Well, I thought you weren't a believer, and I thought that was okay. But they still they find ways to to reason them out in their own head because I think we all have that. We all have that conscience. And I've heard people who I don't think are Christian say like, uh, like if you say like, oh, I got pregnant as a teenager, but I decided to keep, I decided to keep it. Yeah. Like the good for you. Yeah. You have some people say like good for you or okay, wow, well, that was really brave or whatever. Yeah. It's like you you know, you know it's the it's not it's the wrong thing to do to get rid of that person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if um, if there's going to be back alley abortions, but, I, you know, two wrongs doesn't make a right. So, you know, to make it more safe, it's not safe for the child anyways. The child is dying, right? And uh, it's not necessarily always safe for the mother, even in the best of hospitals. Uh, it's, you're, there could be, there, sometimes there's limbs that are left in there. There's all sorts of other organs and things that there's also complications. So I, I don't think making it safe uh, is 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 a good argument. Well, and I think too, there's a lot of, at least from some things that I've read, you know, trauma right. for them, you know, psychological yeah, trauma really aside from the guilt. I mean, yeah. like, you know, it's, I've heard stories of women who hear babies crying at night. Yeah. There's no baby there, you right. know, like after they've endured an abortion and, um, yeah. So, I mean, there's not only the physical, but like the mental, emotional trauma too. Yeah. So I, I'm thankful for Justice Alito that he they put that out there and they're they're working to show that there's no there was no constitutional right to take life. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. And and uh, and then the church has got a lot of work. We all have a lot of work as individuals to support and encourage uh, people who are in a very tough situation, either before or after an abortion. I'm really glad that you we have, are having this talk because I feel like maybe I need to change my rhetoric a little bit instead of being like angry about it, like just mm-hmm. be more compassionate. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, wh- go ahead. I was gonna say, what are, what, are some other, what are some other arguments you've heard thrown out on the pro-choice side, either of you? Well, one one of my favorites is, and I was going to ask about this. What do you feel about um, when the expectant mother or parents uh, know that there is a severe uh, genetic mm-hmm. defect, and and the parents say, "I really, I'm concerned about the quality of life." Sure, sure. Um, to me, I'm thinking. Are you selfishly concerned about having to take care of an individual sure. with special yeah. needs, or are you legitimately concerned about the quality of life? And so I guess that yeah. that's one thing where I'm like, well, where does that fall? Because I guess I can't judge yeah. somebody else in their heart, but was that is that Denmark? It was a Scandinavian country that that they they said they had this big announcement. We've like we've ended. Um, special needs problems in our country oh, and it was yeah. and it was it was because all it was a, through abortion you know i again tons of compassion for the the family that goes through it but in my experience with families who've who've made that tough decision to go through the whole pregnancy sometimes the diagnosis is wrong mm. you know like they we thought there was going to be mm-hmm. a problem child comes out completely fine mm-hmm. in fact that ben pastor ben Kerr, sophia you know uh, they, they had a huge complication during the labor process mm-hmm. and they said your child is going to be brain dead 99 sure it's going to be brain dead and i was like, like the, i think the weekend when this church launched sophie came out completely fine and they I, were worried about sarah too yeah mom. And, and all those like, things yeah. so um but yeah i i then there's other families who've yeah, have had these children with severe problems and sometimes they only last an hour or they last a, 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 a few days or a few weeks. Um, but man, you also talk to them. They said, God gave us this time and however long we have, we're all of limited time. You know, if it's a week, it's 80 years, whatever, our our time is short. I'm reading a book right now called 4,000 Weeks. You know, that's as long as the average lifespan is only 4,000 weeks. Oh. <laughs> you know, how are you, you know, it's just, it's so... We we all have have a, a short time of grace, whatever that is, uh, and so I just man again talking about those families saying what a brave, courageous, wonderful thing had this child, take care of this child, uh, you know you're 
you're with this child and and do everything you can to um to enjoy them in the moments that you have and then we have quite a few families in our congregation with special needs children and they're my favorite i mean sweet caroline gives me a hug every every service and and she i i just um the mooney family uh you know kyle he is just moon family he is just so loving he's our you know unofficial greeter he greets everybody hugs everybody <laughs> and so the the simplicity the honesty the love so i just man to put limits on what god has created and and to try to say one is more valuable than others and yeah i think we also as a church also need to support people who have maybe a hard time parenting some of these yeah special needs challenging situations mm-hmm. you know again that that gives us an opportunity to serve but one of yeah. the most touching things that i've seen um I was looking at the trisomy 13. It's a um, kind of like downs, but it's worse okay. where the the child is really not expected to they even maybe make it out of the womb mm-hmm. alive. Um, and if they do, it's, you know, hours, maybe a day. Sure. And so um, on the website for like the support website, they um, had families that knew that their baby was going to have this yeah. genetic problem and they actually hired professional photographers mm, to come in. Yeah. You know, like this is a member of our family, That's even great. if it's for Wow. In yeah. utero, in the yeah. womb yeah. or for an hour after. Like Yeah. And they really it was really just touching to see that the the person there yeah. was a member of the family. Right. Um, so that's yeah, just a really beautiful thing, I think. Yeah, and so you put those two things next to each other, right? You put the one scenario that you said, uh, this child's got special needs and, you know, or whatever it is, and we're just going to, so they don't suffer. Or you put the family who goes through that whole process of the photographer and the celebration and the gift of life and, okay, we're going to treasure these moments with these few moments that we have with this child. Uh, I think I want to stick with that other one, right? Yeah. And, And so... So many things I, I think are just let's let's get uh, let's trust our instincts on these because God has given us a pretty robust natural knowledge of the precious gift of life, um, and then incredible compassion support for those who've made tough decisions. Were there other arguments that you had that you had heard that you? Um, I I kind of I I've probably heard more. Yeah, I uh, I kind of hit the main ones. Um. I, I, one thing I just thought about though is um, when you said like quality of life, because mm-hmm. this is something this is something I'll probably save for our next our next podcast. But just the number of people that are posting things like I mean it's all just like sort of casually suicidal like oh my mm-hmm. life is too hard I yeah. just want to quit I don't want to yeah. try it this you know like take me now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to die. Yikes. All over. Yeah. What's that quality of life? Yeah, what's that quality yeah. of life? And you know, like what yeah. you have what? That you have the capacity to do what? C- pursue your dreams. You you probably don't do it. You're probably incredibly lazy, anxious, depressed all the time. What you know, what is that quality of life? Yeah. And who says because you're fully functioning that you're actually fully happy? Mm. You're, you're probably not. None of Yikes. us are, you know. Yeah. Like Ooh. I don't know that 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 to me rubs me the wrong way because mm-hmm. you just we all have this assumption of this assumption that your potential will equal your 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 output a little bit and it's like mm, no find 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 me like one person that fits that yeah you know? and and yeah and how do you even grade that I think that's why value has to come from God from your mm-hmm. creator who made you I remember walking through a an art museum in in Winona and. Supposedly there was a pop, or a Vincent Van Gogh painting, and I looked at all of them and I didn't know which one. And then they said, "Oh, that's the one." And I'm like, "It doesn't look any different than any other." But it was because it was made by Van Gogh, and I think that's the idea: is that like our value doesn't come from how great we look or how many followers we have or any of those things, and it comes from that we're children of God that He made us. And I think when we don't know that, then you try to find these all these very superficial, is my life fulfilling? Do I have a quality of life? Yeah. How many people are following me? How much money do I have? All these things that are so uh, mm-hmm. arbitrary and, and not helpful. And we've talked this to death too, but uh, the, the illusion of success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, people, people, people like 
Gordon Ramsay. Like he's done a gazillion shows and now he's got a show where he like travels the world and he does martial arts. And he does diving and hiking and like he does like whatever. Oh my. You know, or, or um, the guy, Nick Offerman from uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's started funny. hosting some documentary show or something. And it's just like you just see people out there who are just drowning in success and and they're not they're not just they don't just do one thing. Mm-hmm. They lead quote unquote full and fulfilling lives. Yeah. You know, like, oh I want to do that. I they get a little piece of everything. Yeah. You get to experience all these things and then present it to other people. They all love you because you're funny, you're entertaining or yeah. whatever. And I think we're just we're just all looking up to the wrong qualities mm. of people. That's mm. interesting. You know. Mm-hmm. And so that'll be that's worth the whole podcast. That right is, there. yeah, right. Yeah. So Ooh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that next time. But yeah. again, like but again, like you talk about quality of life and you're like, Well, this person won't have the same quality of life. Well, it won't be the same, but that doesn't mean it'll be of a lesser quality. Yeah. Because you don't mm. you're defining quality by things that really you you can't even put your finger on. Right. Like, are you living your best life? Yeah. That's You wild, fully yeah. functioning adult who maybe got pregnant accidentally? Yeah. yeah. You know? Not to be rude. That's kind of rude, but I'm just saying. Well, like, no, I mean. No, you're rude. That's okay. That's why we, ha- <laughs> well, that's why we like you on here. <laughs> Say incendiary things. Get more views. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think another argument that I've heard is um, particularly, you know, pro- pro-life is predominantly associated with the republican party i was just gonna go there go ahead. yeah um well oh, yes politics i forgot about that that's one. right and so um one of the arguments i've heard is okay republicans you're so pro-life you want to protect the baby in the womb but then when the baby comes out mm-hmm. you seem to care nothing about it so you're mm-hmm. um you know maybe not addressing poverty and you're not mm-hmm. putting money towards social programs and not for these you know, education and things like that. So that's another argument I've heard. You're, you're so pro-lifers are so concerned about life in the womb. And then when the baby pops out, it's like, well. Yeah. I think the question on that is what does it mean to help a child? Right. And I think that's what, I think one of the greatest gifts in our area has been the school choice program to be able to let people decide what school that they want to go to, um, so I, that's I don't know if is it is it is it the best way to take care of kids um, with social programs or are there other ways that we can take care of kids? What I was going to go with too is because now I'm so thankful that this could be overturned, but if it does get handed over to the states, what is that going in our mobile society? Are people just going to move to the states? that support whatever right. you know these different agendas and this is going to be kind of the flagship or this is going to be like the the the, the, the yeah hey I, I think i even heard that california can be like a destination location for mm-hmm. to, to murder your child and and that they're kind of pushing that you know like that was something that they would they, they said i man that's going to divide our country even more right mm. where uh so I, I I'm not looking forward to that. I don't I don't think that's going to be a good thing. Um, again, we're going to continue to have people that just reinforce our own bias, and it's so hard to break out. So, and I hope I hope we're not just reinforcing our bias here in this podcast. I want to keep getting other opinions and tell us where we're wrong and tell us where we need. I, that's been something we've been getting feedback from from people who are listening. Is I want to say more things. Well, there's an email there. Please. Please let us know where we're missing points or another side to these arguments. Mm-hmm. But to answer the argument, first of all, again, you're just dodging the question. No, I agree. Um, I agree. Yes. And as always on this podcast, as I like to say, be better parents. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who's not a parent. Sim- coming from the guy yeah, who's not a parent. <laughs> we're all trying, man. I we're could say that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that sh- that could be like a whole podcast. Parent fails. Me, you and I could probably have a. Couple. <laughs> I'd rather not. That'd be like, that'd be like confession. <laughs> Just airing my dirty laundry. Yeah. To everyone. Um, maybe more constructively to that point is. Um, just never, first of all, never, ever talk about politics, ever. It is such a waste of your time. You won't get anywhere. It's a moot point. No one cares. It's a bunch of rich people. Let them have their thing. But so when you're talking to people, don't bring up if you're a Republican or Democrat, don't make it about that. And if they say, if they, if they think you are, maybe you are. And they say, well, you're just saying that because you're Republican. What? And be like, just be like, no, I'm not. 
I'm a Christian or something, you know, just right. dodge it because it, that's what they're doing. They're trying to dodge they're the issue. They're, yeah. they're deflecting. I do think, obviously, government and politics plays an important role. No, yeah. it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. What, what, so riddle me are this, you a, are you a, Are you a what libertarian? Changed, what changed last time you voted? Yeah, no, we can't put our hope in the government and who we, you know, you're right. I mean, I think, I think that that's been even clearer when I, when I've lived in other parts of the world too, where it's like the, now our corruption's even more clear too. But I, I do think that still a government is still a gift of God. I, I, I think Romans 13 makes it pretty clear, but you're right. You I'm know, we're all partially kidding. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. <laughs> that it, that's why you can't put your hope in it. And I think, right. unfortunately, I, I Lots of times I talk to Christians, and they they want to have political answers to spiritual problems, right, and right. it's just not gonna it's not gonna happen. So, again, please uh, let us know. There are emails on there, or just email uh, our church at victorythelamb dot com, and uh, we want to hear from you, and want to hear topics that that w- that you'd like to talk about, and most of all, we want to hear to serve you. Uh, Pastor Bill and our whole staff is here to serve you going through any of these really tough situations. We want to address them uh, through God's Word and, and be, your, be your, take care of you. Yeah. Anything else? No, it's good. Let's talk about those gas prices. <laughs> <laughs> That's it changed since cost I voted me almost $50 to fill up my car. I drive a tiny little car for people who don't know. Yeah, you drive a golf Is that a golf cart? Is that what that thing you're driving <laughs> out there? It has roughly the same character. I think it's going to get worse, too, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But Democrats, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Are we done? <laughs> we've, we've been that's done. If you'd like to get a hold of us here at the Climbing Sycamores podcast, feel free to email bsadler at victoryofthelamb.com. B-S-A-D-L-E-R at victoryofthelamb.com. If you like today's intro music, it's been brought to you by Andrew Lynch's song, My Name, Hello. Hello.